I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the very latest legal headlines everybody's already talking about. We dig into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down for you, and we go straight from gavel to your news feed. And I promise you this, y'all, every single week, we're going to keep it a buck, keep it 100. Right, Dustin Ross? That's right, Ebony. Let's go ahead and hold court. Let's do it. What's going on, Holding Court jurors? It's your girl, EKW, here. Uh, Listen, I hope y'all had a fantastic Labor Day. Uh, Dustin and I certainly have. And listen, that's why we really wanted this week's episode uh, to be a replay of something super important that we brought to you earlier in the season. Now, in an episode going back to May, we actually spoke with then-Senator, State Senator Brian Benjamin. If that name sounds familiar, it's because Brian Benjamin's made national news recently, y'all. He is now the lieutenant governor of the state of New York. I can't tell you how big this is. This is some big time shit. Essentially, uh, including being just a heartbeat away from being the governor of New York State, because that is exactly how that goes when you were lieutenant governor. Uh, Brother Brian's going to be a very important uh, advocate for life in New York, particularly as it relates to black and brown New Yorkers. Uh, He will continue the work that he's done in the state legislature, but doing so at a much higher level from the executive space as lieutenant governor. He will be a sound uh, member of of support and counsel to our governor now. And, uh, you know, we're extremely proud of Brian. Um, I've known Brian for years now, and uh, I can't think of anybody more qualified and will be of a better steward. Uh, to helping out the life of black and brown New York than uh, newly appointed Lieutenant Governor of New York, Brian Benjamin. So check out this episode, y'all. This is from the New York Times. They said that Mr. Benjamin is the senior assistant majority leader in the state Senate, where he's been a vocal proponent of criminal justice reforms. Well, what has Brian uh, worked towards? Let me tell you this. As a senator, Mr. Benjamin has backed efforts to close Rikers Island, He supported legislation on a range of criminal justice issues from ending cash bail, also reforming discovery, ending solitary confinement, and reforming parole laws. He's also sponsored bills, get that, sponsored bills to get banks to divest from private uh, for-profit prisons and also create a so-called rainy day fund that New York City could tap into during fiscal emergencies. And Mr. Benjamin also said earlier this year that he did support the defund the police movement. All of that y'all is straight from the New York Times. So listen, Dustin and I are going to be back next week with a brand new episode of Holding Court. In the meantime, please check out this episode featuring newly cemented Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin in the state of New York. And listen, y'all y'all want more content? Y'all, y'all want more tea as it relates to law and headlines? I got it for you. These new Ask Auntie E segments are going to come to you a little later on this week. They're going to drop on Friday. Y'all want to talk about prenups and all the shits, so we're going to give it to you. Uh, stay tuned for this episode and many more episodes of Holding Court coming up soon. Where in the world is Dustin Ross? I just loved your international <laughs> flair, my dear. I heard you were making some moves globally. Where are you, love? Listen, right now I am in beautiful Tulum, Mexico, um, looking at the ocean, feeling the breeze, and feeling Ooh, great. Yes. Tranquil, beautiful. I needed this, Ebony. I and you deserve to get it. Away. Thank you, yeah, my love. You I just do. need to get away. Uh, we're here celebrating one of my really good friends' birthday. Um, 
and hey, just having a good time. Listen, I love Tulum. I used to take myself pre-COVID on a yearly excursion solo. Mm-hmm. That's one of the places mm-hmm. I really love to go solo because mm-hmm. um, I don't like to be on an itinerary. When I go to Tulum, I just like to do, eat, drink, yeah. relax. But, you know, uh, our people, then we done blew the spot up with Tulum. Shit. Yeah, Everybody they ain't mama be at Tulum now. Damn. They here, um, girl. They here. But. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, so Dustin, I actually saw your beautiful face and body just mm. recently when you came to my little intimate premiere toast for Roni episode one. What'd you think? You, I, I can't wait to get your like unfiltered take. Let me tell you. So I, I, I watched the episode not as your friend, but just mm. as a viewer, as someone who enjoys The Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. And Ebony, it was incredible. You had a fantastic mm. premiere, debut episode. Um, everything there was there was not a, a, a mark a mark that was missed. Everything was just spot on. Um, the, every every detail, your Central Park Five shirt in Central mm. Park, things like that. You know, it just was such a breath of fresh air for the Real Housewives of New York. And you represented, girl. You did your thing. Fantastic debut. Thank you, baby. It's good. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'd have a tendency to do a lot and I just felt like if I'm going to step into this franchise that is, you know, historically entirely white and entire, you know, and and not even just white, like a certain kind of even whiteness, you know, a very upper East side, very affluent, white, um, white, 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 so mm-hmm. stupid. Um, case, hard white. No, listen, hard white. <laughs> full okay. stop white. I okay. can't stand you. Um, I just had to show up in my full authenticity and you know the 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 women would deal or they won't. Um yeah. so that said, as we go into episode two, of course, airing this week, um, let me ask what your predictions are. Who do you think I will have my first point of conflict with, if you had to guess? Um probably Luann's uh Steve Perry looking ass. <laughs> I believe it was Luann. I believe it was Luann. <laughs> um, okay, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you have strong instincts. I'll just, there I'll leave go. it there. I'll leave I hope it there. You let our ass have it too. Yeah, it's it, what I can tell y'all. So the next, I think, two or three episodes, we're going to be at, in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. And uh, there we do go over to Luann's house in Sag Harbor, which she knew nothing about the history, the black excellence that uh, really frames Sag Harbor. And, you know, we have a time of it is what I'll say. So y'all stay tuned for that on Roni. Uh, Also uh, celebrating Mother's Day weekend. I flew Gloria up to New York. So she's here. Uh, Uh, We had a beautiful weekend. I'm really glad she came up. We really celebrated. And then, of course, like everybody else, Saturday night, we were front and center watching the SWV escape versus Baby, battle. you talking about a good versus battle? Good. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. G-U-D good. Well, you know, Gloria and I were having such a time and we had a couple cocktails, clearly. Oh, we yes. FaceTimed you. Yes. And, uh, you know, I was just really not feeling what I felt. This is what I felt. I felt that escape got a memo as to what the evening was going to be. And it seemed like they came dressed and ready to perform prepared then it seemed that swv who i had you know just very strongly and easily picked to win this thing on vocals alone (laughs) i felt like they got a different memo dustin i felt like swv got a memo that was like 
you're coming to a listening party. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm, like, I'm like, have you watched any of the previous versus battles at, at all? It was literally the, like they just didn't know what the hell they were doing. They just sat there on the stage. They were literally sitting there for the first half and yeah. just like nodding their heads. So I was confused about that. And frankly, I was a little upset because, you know, I kind of had my money on SWV. Like, what y'all doing? Um, but then <laughs> I read something just this morning that made it make sense. So apparently, if you go on Coco's Instagram, mm-hmm. she explains why her energy was off. And some people even thought she was, you know, having an attitude, didn't want to be there. Well, apparently, the morning of the battle itself, she witnessed a a black woman being shot uh, four times right outside of her hotel room. And she was traumatized. And so she was saying, you know, it was just messing with her before the battle itself. She was like screaming and and just having trauma uh, outbursts and PTSD. And her son, which we had that beautiful duet from the two of them at some point during the battle, which was fabulous. So perfect for Mother's Day. Right. She was saying, but for her son supporting her during that, she probably wouldn't have been able to show up uh, at all to the battle. So wow. that gave me some grace. And honestly, Dustin was a good gut check for me to just, you know, always kind of remember you really don't know what somebody's going through. So if it's if their energy seems off or inconsistent, there is probably a reason. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing that comes into play here is the fact that Coco has always had a badass, surly ass attitude. Let's keep it real. <laughs> okay. Coco right. has always thought that she, you know, didn't need no damn body. She's mm-hmm. the voice of the group, and that's how she moved. You know what that's I mean? That's how she moves. And yeah. so seeing her have a not-so-pleasant disposition, you know, her attitude is not something new for us. Correct. So Correct. we kind of just thought it was Coco being Coco. But, Correct. hey, you know, people get shot, too. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. It, that, <laughs> and that is interesting. Sometimes you see that with, like, insanely talented people yeah. where you have that, like, I'm doing you a favor just by by placing you with my vocals. It's like, sis, you know, come Mm -hmm. on. All right. But shout out and prayers to Miss Coco, SWV, and of course, Escape, which performance-wise killed the game. I mean, there was really no disputing that. So it was really beautiful to see all those beautiful Black women um, of our era. You know what I mean? Fabulous. All right. Now we're going to get straight to the docket because we got a lot of stuff. And then we have a very special guest joining us, Dustin. Uh, He actually is a longtime friend of mine, New York State Senator Brian Benjamin. Uh, He is currently running for comptroller here uh, in the city of New York. But uh, what we're going to have him on because we don't do stump speeches and we don't endorse candidates here on Holden Court. We have uh, Brian on to talk about a bill that he is currently pushing through legislation that is very important and is really all about making sure that cops are not afforded the opportunity to what we call jurisdiction hop, meaning oh. when they have uh, uh, they are bad actors in one capacity, mm-hmm. then they don't reapply for another job in the you know county over or the city over and get rehired because that's some right. bullshit. That's total um, bullshit. Total bullshit. It's an easy common sense thing to stop that shit and Brian's working to do just that. So we're going to have Brian Benjamin on the show uh, in just a little bit. But first up on the docket, let's get to some foolishness out the way. Tristan Thompson, he is actually uh, taking a first legal step by sending a cease and desist letter to this young lady, uh, this uh, Sydney Chase, for claiming that she cheated with Tristan during his relationship with Khloe Kardashian. Now y'all know I don't really do the Kardashians like that. However, I did want to bring this story to the jurors, Dustin, because there is an important lesson here around the adequate defense 
for defamation and slander claims. So that's Ooh. really the point of this story. Yeah. Okay. So if you're not aware, here's what's going down. Tristan Thompson, NBA star we know, plays for the Celtics currently, been yeah. in this on-again, off-again relationship with Khloe Kardashian, of course, father of her one and only child. What's yeah. the little baby name, Dustin? True. True Thompson. True. True Thompson. Mm-hmm. Okay. True Thompson. Yep. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> I can't. Birth from a lie. Okay. Listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, that's, that's Chloe and Tristan. Yes. Enter Sydney Chase, Instagram model, Thirst Bucket. Okay. So now she's on the gram with these alleged receipts. She's, um, I saw a few of them screenshots of alleged text messages. We actually talked about this when I was guest hosting on The Real last week of her. Fantastic job, by the way, Evan. Oh, thank you. That was just a, he's a, he's a little selfless, shameless plug I did there. Mm-hmm. Thank you, babe. Fantastic job. <laughs> thank you. I have so much fun with those ladies. They really are such a, such a treat and so welcoming. Uh, which, sadly, that's not always the case in our industry. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in another episode of Holding Court. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, so... This Sydney puts these uh, posts up that allege that Chloe was reaching out to her, basically saying, "Sis, can we talk? But don't tell anybody." Uh, and then, <laughs> and then Sydney also went on this podcast with all these claims that I was seeing Tristan having sex with him during his recon- reconciliation, rather with Chloe Kardashian. So that's the that's the alleged T. Tristan Thompson has actually retained counsel, Dustin. He's actually hired uh, and a good lawyer at that, Marty Singer, uh, a famed attorney. Okay. And Marty Singer, Tristan's lawyer, has actually sent what's called a cease and desist letter. If you're not familiar, let me tell you what a C and D letter is. It is basically a warning. It's considered a legal warning. Okay, you're on notice. We see your behavior. We are formally requesting you cease stop said behavior if you fail to do so in a timely fashion expect litigation that's that's what a cease and desist does we see you we see how you're moving we don't fucking like it we're giving you an opportunity to stop without further legal recourse and if you don't then you're gonna be hit with this lawsuit that's what's going on okay the letter singer sent the lawyer says this in quotes If Chase doesn't stop defaming, defaming is a legal term, I'll explain it in a minute, defaming Thompson in the media or online, you do so at your peril, since you may find yourself in court attempting to defend your indefensible misconduct, end Mm. quote. Uh, Also, in addition to Sidney Chase, the IG model, the uh, podcast host, uh, Adam22, Mm-hmm. Uh, he hosts the No Jumper podcast, and that's the podcast D that this Sydney Chase initially went on, running her mouth about the alleged cheating with Tristan. So they ha- apparently had some act right uh, because they have already removed the podcast has already removed any of the content, all of the content that Sydney was even speaking about Tristan at all. It's already been cut and removed from the catalog. Good. So they they affirmatively responded to the cease and desist. Uh, We all know this young lady is clearly whether it's true or not true. We do know it at at minimum. She's clout chasing, because even if it is true, you could have just shut the hell up about it. And as you would say, kept it player. Mm -hmm. She chose not to. Instead, she's seen an Instagram uh, boost to the likes of eleven thousand four hundred and thirty three percent. That's a crazy number. That's the increase of impressions on her IG account. 
profile visits up 8,925% and website taps up 6,573%. So she got what she wanted. Uh, Many folks now know who this hoe is, excuse me, young lady is, um, and that's what she wanted. Now, let's go to the legality right quick, Dustin. Defamation. Defamation is a legal term. Defamation means this. It is the action of damaging the good reputation of someone. It includes slander and or libel. Well, the defense for that accusation is, is a simple thing. The truth. If it's true, it's not, defam- uh, it's not defamatory, rather. Right. So what I'm saying here, jurors, is this. You don't care about Tristan Thompson. You don't care about Khloe Kardashian. You don't care about this young lady, quote, uh, Sydney Chase, because I know I sure don't. But I do want people to know this. You cannot be out here claiming people are defaming you or slandering you if what they are alleging is the truth. Even if it's negative, it is not uh, defamatory, Dustin, if it's true. So Tristan better hope that it didn't happen and that she is a liar. Because if indeed any part of what she's saying actually happened, Mm -hmm. he has no case. Because her defense, and it is an affirmative defense, is the shit is true. So I just want to put that out there because I hear a lot of people in the streets, you know, and just uh, everywhere just talking about, you know, I'm going to, you know, hit you with slander. I'm going to hit you with defamation. Well, it's not slander, libel, nor defamation if the shit is true. That's it. That makes sense. You know, like even if it's a negative thing. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you. I heard you was bankrupt. Don't be defaming me. It's not. Def, it's not defamatory if it's true, sis. Yeah, I mean, let's. The facts are the facts. The and facts first of all, I'm sick facts. of all this any damn way. I don't care who he's fucking. I don't care if he's cheating on a goddamn Kardashian. I, this girl is stupid. Why is she telling everybody? All of this is none of my business, and I'm just offended that I have to be privy to it. Yeah, no, it is. It is ridiculous. And sadly, the problem is, Dustin, is so many people do give a damn. So many people are so thirsty for the mess and the gossip. And that's why, you know, as whack as it is, this Instagram model, Sydney Chase, got what she wanted. She now people know her name and they know what she looks like. And it's corny and lame. Apparently, Um, nobody knew her name because because how do you jump? What was it? Eleven thousand percent. How low was your numbers before, honey? Zero, five. Yeah, like you must have been up underneath. She had five on it. For real. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's, just, it's whack. It's stupid. But I did want to just use this as a teachable moment to say mm-hmm. that before you're out here uh, calling somebody uh, defamatory and threatening, uh, you know, a- action against someone for ruining your bad name, just make sure your shit is clean. Yeah. Because if indeed they are saying something about you Negative, albeit, if it's true, you have no action. I just want to put that out there. Yep. The facts are the facts. All right. Now, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we are going to come back, and we're going to get into uh, something a lot uh, meatier and and really much more important. (laughs) Let me just say that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Dustin's like, yeah, I've been waiting on this second second segment. Um, We're going to get into 
uh, all of this stuff with uh, Senator Brian Benjamin's bill, making sure that these cops can't keep pulling the bullshit, the okie doke, hopping from city to county to city to county after they have done horrific, even deadly acts. We have much more holding court on the way. All right, y'all, welcome back to Holding Court. Uh, as promised, later in the show, we're going to have uh, New York State Senator Brian Benjamin, who is uh, really doing some important work in our legislature. He is working to pass a bill. It's a simple bill, Dustin. It's not a complicated bill. It's a common sense bill, but it still needs to be passed. Uh, and it is one he's doing in collaboration with a couple city council members. And it's a very important. It is a bill that is, this is what Brian Benjamin says about it. It is a bill uh, that is a common sense bill. I don't actually have any concerns about it passing because the bill is very basic and it is hard for anyone to justify, uh, particularly in this moment, the idea that if a cop was fired in one jurisdiction, that they can get a job in another jurisdiction. End quote. Simple, basic. What the bill would do, Dustin? Mm-hmm. Well, it would prevent any officer who is fired or resigns while under investigation while facing criminal charges or while facing disciplinary action that could result in their firing from being hired by another police force within the state. And then there's a part of the bill D that also expands the scope that allows this to apply to officers incoming from out of state as well. Mm. Um, extremely important because that's what a lot of officers try to do, right? They know the, sh- the, 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 you know, the ax is about to cut their head off uh, right. once they've done the bullshit. And so they quote resign as opposed to being fired so they can preserve that opportunity to be rehired. This bill uh, pulls the plug on that shit. And that's very important. Right. We're going to stop all that shuffling around. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's really unfair and unethical that that takes place. But I love the, Excuse me. I love the fact that this bill is being introduced to put a stop to the bullshit. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, Brian's very uh, clear about it. The reasoning uh, is accountability. You know, Uh, what is justice? As we really have talked about already on holding court, justice is black men, women and children uh, and non-binaries not being shot and killed by police. That's That's justice. Okay, that's actual justice. Uh, Until that happens, what the minimum we can get as a community and deserve is accountability, accountability. And this bill gets us a step towards accountability. Um, And, and, and listen, what's sad, you know, don't take my word for it. Yale law, a lot of academic publications, they study this stuff, Dustin. It is so insanely common. Uh, They actually have a term for it. Wandering officers. This is this jurisdiction hopping for being fired for misconduct is so common in the U.S. And, you know, the problem is the same officers that get fired in one jurisdiction get hired in another. You know what they do? They escalate the violence. They show up worse uh, than before. And it has deadly consequence. Example of it, tragic and and sadly not surprising. You remember the young brother, Dustin, this I think was last summer, uh, shot and killed in the back by Atlanta Police Department, brother Rayshawn Brooks. Mm -hmm. This was so ridiculous because to me, a cop shouldn't have even been dispatched to engage with this young man. I agree. You know what I mean? He was was asleep in his car. Let's start there. Mm -hmm. He was asleep in his car. Asleep. Asleep. Uh, Suspicion of maybe DUI. Suspicion not conviction. And then law enforcement's dispatched. Uh, body cam shows footage of an encounter. 
It looks as if uh, Brother Brooks w- w- retrieved a taser, a taser, not a deadly weapon, <sighs> from the cop, uh, fired it at him, was running away. I want to say that again. Dustin, he was running away. Back turned. Back turned. And that's why when he was shot no twice, he was shot in the back. That's a damn shame. Evie. Now tell me how he's a threat, Dustin, to the officers when he's running away. <sighs> I get I get mad and hurt at the same time every time I, yeah. I revisit this case. Because yeah. it, it really it, it, it should not have even been dealt with by police department. This should have been one of those community liaison things. This man mm-hmm. is asleep. He's causing no risk of harm to anyone, including himself. Yeah. So what is the fuss? What is this about? And now he's dead for no damn reason. But here's the real, the extra bullshit on top of the fact that this young man is gone from his family and community. The officer that, that shot and killed him, Garrett Rolfe, he was originally uh, terminated, let go, and now he's been reinstated. Wow. Uh, yep. Uh, the the civilian board, excuse me, the, um, what is this? The, the Atlanta Civil Service Board. This is their quote. Due to the city's failure to comply with several provisions of the code and the information received during witnesses' testimony, the board concludes that the appellant, Gary Rolfe, was not afforded his right to due process. That's a lot of words to say we fucked up the process of how he should have been terminated, and so now we have to reinstate him. Even though he is currently, Dustin Ross, currently as we speak, facing murder charges. Reinstated on the force as you await your court date for murder. Mm, 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 mm. Unbelievable. Again, Just hearing okay. the words, like it, it gives me chills. Evidence. I can't, I can't believe that this is happening. I can, but I can't. It's, 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 this is a damn shame. And see, this is exactly why that bill that Brian is fighting for is so important. Brian Benjamin, New York state Senator is fighting for is because these kinds of officers, uh, let's say, here's what's horrible. Let's say Garrett Rolfe, this officer that shot and killed uh, Brother Brooks twice in the back, is acquitted. Mm. And sadly, that's highly possible. If he's acquitted, do you know he can then stay on the current force and or let's say the, the block is too hot and he wants to go to Florida or New Jersey, or New York, can stroll his ass right onto those forces with no consequence. Terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. Um, and it just speaks volumes to the ridiculous injustice that mm. the system does us. Terrible. Terrible. This- no justice and no accountability. None. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Also making the case for why this level of inaccountability is so egregious. Uh, friend of our show here at Holden Court um, and a longtime colleague and friend of mine, uh, Dr. Jason Johnson. Uh, yeah. Jason wrote a, a very riveting piece in the Grio. Y'all, if you haven't read it, Google Dr. Jason Johnson, uh, police decertification, the Grio. Shout out to the Grio. Uh, and it's, again, D- uh, Dr. Jason Johnson uh, is smart as hell, but, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to lay out what he's saying. Which is simply this. If you have been a bad actor as a law enforcement officer, just like any other profession where you fuck up, you should be decertified. Absolutely. 
is simple. I'm an attorney. I still have a license to practice law. If I do something as simple as, not saying it's right, but it's a simple act, co-mingling funds. It's the most common reason lawyers are disbarred. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, I'm handling your accident case, Dustin, and your settlement is uh, $50,000. And, you know, the insurance company is not going to pay you directly. They're going to pay your lawyer. So they write me the check for $50,000. Now, I'm supposed to put that check in an escrow account. Mm-hmm. It says, this is for my client, Dustin Ross. But let's say a bitch has been shopping. A bitch has been hitting up Louie and Bob mm-hmm. and doing the things. And I said, ooh, let me go ahead and take that 50 k Dustin uh just got from his settlement and I'm going to pay these bills right quick, but don't worry because I got another check coming in right from Mm -hmm. some other work and I'm going to pay Dustin right back. And I give you your money in a timely fashion. I have still uh, violated my code of conduct and ethics as an attorney because Mm -hmm. I am never, ever, ever for any reason to touch my client's money. And the minute I do that, even if you get every cent owed to you, I have, put myself in a position to be disbarred and it happens every day. So wow. many people to law school with Dustin no longer have the privilege to practice law because they've done that or something of that nature. Wow. Wow. If wow, you're a wow. lawyer and, and you don't return your client's calls in a timely fashion and you make a habit of that, you could get disbarred for that. Really? Oh Yes. Oh, yes. And there's a there's a hotline you can call and and complain about your lawyer. And at some point, the state says you are no longer fit to operate in this capacity. So why, Dustin, is there not the same protocol for somebody that walks around with deadly force every day? Wow. I like I continue. You you see the recurring theme of me. This this, uh, episode is wow. I'm just blown away by this. Just thinking about the magnitude. Ain't that crazy? Yes. Yeah. We we can dis I'm gonna tell you something else. A cosmetologist can lose his or her license to do your hair mm. if they don't keep up sanitary uh guidelines in their salon or um they are not whatever. It's but these the motherfuckers p- can keep working. Who walk around with deadly force, with blood on their hands, many of them, wow. and still working. And and getting paid by who? By uh, me and you yeah, and everybody else that contributes to the tax base. Ooh, Unbelievable. Lord. Unbelievable. And so Jason Johnson in his piece for the grill is basically just making the case for decertification. If you are an officer, uh, this is what he says uh, ex- explicitly, because right now the only way they're decertified is if after they are convicted of a crime. Well, the problem with that D is so few of them ever are convicted. There's roughly about a thousand police shootings uh, every year in our country, a thousand, excuse me, there's about a thousand fatal police shootings every year in our country. So that's not just the shootings. That's the shootings where someone is killed a thousand. The arrest rate is around one to 2%. So that's the arrest rate. Now you're asking them to actually be convicted. Come on now. It's an impossible standard. It's an impossible standard of the 139 officers uh, since 2005 that have actually been arrested uh, for this type of action. Only 44 were convicted. 42 of those cases are still open and pending. But most of those convictions come in at the lesser charge. So, again, the standard for decertifying law enforcement that is 
quote, been a bad actor, typically a deadly actor, is too high. We give too much leeway to these law enforcement members. And all Jason Johnson is saying is, yes, is let's let's just make it on par with how we treat other professions. If you're a physician and you're over prescribing pharmaceuticals to your patients. You are stripped of your medical license. We have to treat law enforcement the same way. And they should be held to a higher standard, to be honest. They are the people who need to have that in place. The most scrutiny. I agree with you. They need the most scrutiny. I agree. Uh, Jason says this uh, specifically, Dustin. He says the act, uh, this is, okay, so this is good what he's doing. He's actually um, presenting not just an argument. He's actually also uh, submitting where the argument can actually be placed legislatively. And that's important because if the shit don't hit policy, it don't count. So we know- Exactly. So we know right now there's a lot of hype and I believe it's rightful hype and energy around the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Now, as it's written right now, this bill does ban chokeholds. It does end qualified immunity. Uh, and it uh, and that's highly controversial. Uh, yes. but it, and it also collects data on use of force by police so people can at least have one uh, consolidated database if they choose to reference it. That's a big mm-hmm. if. Uh, and that's all great. That's important. I will not dis- discount that. But none of that shit would have kept George Floyd alive. The only thing that would have done that is the enacting of what Jason is arguing for here, which is this decertification of bad actors. Because Derek Chauvin, I want you to take a guess as to how many complaints he had against him, Dustin, prior to, to killing George Floyd. I can't remember, but I saw the number. I saw the number. Because I saw this in the um, in an article, I can't remember the number, but twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Double digits, not five. That's insane. Not seven, not three. Twenty two complaints. And uh, still in on fact, the street. Still on the street, and in fact, I believe they're going to try to open up an investigation um, and maybe even bring charges against him um, for kneeling on the same shit he did to George and, and murdered George by the same means. He knelt on a fourteen year old boy's neck back in twenty seventeen. Lord, Lord, and was Lord, thank Lord. you. Uh, was not disciplined for it. And in fact, as we saw, and as George Floyd paid with his very life, he became more and more violent over time. So again, uh, the thing that Jason Johnson's pushing for here, the act should, and this is a quote, the act should include language that requires states to create police decertification boards that can discipline cops for behavior unbefitting an officer regardless of a court conviction. And that part's important. You yeah. cannot make the threshold a court conviction because we see that the, n- the numbers don't pan out for that. They're hardly ever convicted. He goes on to say, these boards should be composed of former officers, important, activists, important, and random citizens, very similar to a jury pool to ensure diversity. And further, the act should require that decertifications are recognized across state in county lines. Again, basic common sense. The most basic, yes. You know how basic it is, Dustin? Um, we haven't had her on holding court yet, but we will. And, and I have interviewed her on Revolt Black News. Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey, mm-hmm. powerful black sister, 20 years on LAPD, one of the few black women to make it to the ranking of sergeant. She says that's her chief issue with the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. She's like, you know, without that decertification component, 
we will continue to see our brothers and sisters killed in the streets. And I think she makes a good point. Very and good I think, point. I think Dr. Jason Johnson makes an excellent point. So we need to get some, some grassroots energy around this notion of decertifying cops. And it's very similar to the bill we're about to hear more about from New York State Senator Brian Benjamin. Y'all, uh, we have much more, some details coming up. Again, how we can get from justice to accountability. Stay tuned. We got much more holding court on the way. As promised, we've got New York State Senator Brian Benjamin joining the show. Uh, Brian, I've known Brian for many years and seen him working uh, in the communities uh, here in, in the city. And he does incredible work. And one thing that he's doing right now is he's working to get this important bill passed to improve police accountability. Uh, Brian currently represents the 30th district uh, here in New York, which encompasses Harlem. Shout out to Harlem, East Harlem, and the Upper West Side. Uh, he's an Ivy League guy, MBA from Harvard. He's the real deal. Senator Benjamin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here, Ebony. It's good to be hearing you. Do your thing. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Yeah, so I, I texted you offline uh, pretty last minute because I realized we were going to have this conversation about police accountability. We were going to have a conversation about uh, my good friend, friend of the show, Dr. Jason Johnson, calling for, you know, really, why do we not just decertify some of these cops when we know they're proven bad actors? Um, and it really felt like your bill was right on time to advance that conversation. So uh, could you just tell us a bit about what sparked the origin of you and your colleagues working to create the bill? Sure. So, you know, to be really frank, you know, the Dante Wright shooting mm. where we saw Kim Potter, who had a 26 year track record, confuse a taser with her firearm mm. and, and kill this young man. And then she resigned. Right. That really was what triggered me asking a bunch of questions within my colleagues, within our council, basically being like, wait a second, if, if she resigned, could she technically get a job someplace else? Mm -hmm. And the answer was yes. And I was like, well, could she technically get a job in New York? And the answer was yes. And I said, OK, we need to put some parameters in place to make sure that uh, a couple of things are, 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 are clear. Number one. If you've mm. been fired from any jurisdiction, yep. that you cannot get rehired in any other jurisdiction. I mean, I think that that should just be standard. And you know, as we started doing research, we was we were noticing, Ebony. Wait a second. In uh, other states, like in Florida, three percent of the of the police force there were fired and then rehired someplace else. Mm. We we call it wandering. We call the wandering officers. So they're basically right. wandering around, being fired from one jurisdiction and working someplace else. And so we wanted to make sure that was the case. But then there's these other pieces, which is where, uh, which is what really start, uh, sparked the bill, mm -hmm. where you can resign while under investigation, um, where you're subject of disciplinary action that could have resulted in your termination, but you resign in advance yeah, of that. Yeah, you beat the punch. Yeah, you beat it to the punch. Right? Exactly. And then also you, in the case of Kim Potter, where you resign but you would be facing criminal pending criminal charges resulting from your actions while on duty. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to get away either. So we try to create a bill that would do that. And then we, we also did, because some other states have similar kind of bills, mm -hmm. would say 
that whether you're in state trying to go from jurisdiction to jurisdiction or you're out of state trying to come into New York state, right. we do not want you hired because the, because the consequences, as you know, are so severe for bad policing. You know, well, a they're bad deadly. barber, they're, they're the consequences are bad, but they're not the same, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's, that's what we're, that's, that's what we're trying to do. That's fantastic. Um, what's any opposition? I mean, this seems so practical and common sense and like, yeah. uh, so I, I'm taking, leaving nothing to chance. I mm-hmm. went, I've introduced our bill in the Senate. I went and got a former cop from Long Island, Ebony, mm. in the assembly, Phil Ramos, who is carrying the bill in the assembly. Cause I'm always mm. nervous mm-hmm. when it comes to getting bills passed in New York state. If you know anything about New York state government, it's a complicated place. Sure. Um, I believe that we will get this done. Uh, um, I, there will be Republican opposition because they would basically try to make the case that, well, you know, people could get fired for a variety of reasons. I mean, they, they're going to make a whole bunch of cases, but I don't believe it will be enough to stop this bill from passing. We are we are coming up on the one year anniversary of George Floyd's death. Mm. I feel very strongly that by that point, we will be able to get something like this done in mm-hmm. the New York State Legislature. If we can't do this in New York State, shame on us. And, sure. and, I, and I'm hearing some good comments from my colleagues, but I know there'll be some opposition, but I don't think it'll be very heavy. And okay. that's, that's what I'm pushing to make sure it's not the case. And what's the timeline on, on the passage of this, Brian? Because we, we need so, it like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So my, my goal is I would like to get this done in or around the, the, the one year anniversary of George mm-hmm. Floyd's death on May 25th. Okay. Uh, that's my goal. Uh, I think, you know, session ends uh, mid-June. So I, so that's the timing. We have to do it this year. There's no we way we can let this, yeah. let this escape. And, and I've been reaching out to the governor's office as well. They know this bill is coming. They, they're, they're re-looking at it. I think we should be, I think we should get this bill done this year. I'm very confident about that. Now tell our jurors, cause we like to uh, bring uh, Dustin and I like to bring solutions uh, to the folks. What can we actually be doing as civilians, as citizens of New York state and city uh, to support this? So who do we call? Who do we text? Absolutely. Uh, how do Thank we make you. our so, voices known? Yeah, absolutely. I have uh, a petition out um, to ask people to sign on the, uh, the Wandering Officers Act. I will. Mm. I will get that to you so you can share it with your, your listeners. And also, it. You know, I would really appreciate calls to the governor, uh, calls to the Senate leadership, and the Assembly leadership. It's important for the leaders of our bodies to understand how important this is, mm-hmm. and uh, and to make this a priority. Mm-hmm. So I will. Yep. I will, I will, I would ask for that because I think when people, you know, when our legislators hear from the people, mm-hmm. that matters. But what also has helped is the amount of attention that this, that the, that the introduction of this bill has garnered. I mean, I have yeah. received a lot of uh, attention, numerous outlets. Yeah, I saw uh, it on CBS News, which was uh, fantastic. CBS News yep. to Revolt to yep. Ebony to holding uh, court. Uh, don't forget that you know <laughs> yeah, this, exactly. this is actually the big time, Brian. I don't know if you realize. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so this <laughs> this stuff is everywhere. And so I think to the extent that you can um, utilize some of your your reach and others utilize their reach to try to make sure this gets as much out in the media and uh, as much out to people. Like this 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 podcast is is helpful for that. Right. The more yep. we're talking about a common sense bill, this is as simple as waking up in the morning. Right. Yep. I mean, how could you be against narrow this in issue? scope, narrow in scope, simple, straight to the point. So I try 
tried to do that. I didn't want to get this complicated. I didn't want this to be filibustered with all kinds smart. of right. Yep. If yep. you are if if you think this is this is this is a good idea for cops to be fired in one jurisdiction and hired in another place, please explain that right. to the general public why you believe that's a good idea. Given right. what we've been seeing in this country, given the the hundreds of years that African Americans in this country have been brutalized. Explain to me why mm-hmm. that's a good idea. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, and no one can explain, explain it. Explain it to the family of Sean Bell. Explain it to exactly. the family of, you know what I mean? Like, go. get the fuck out of here. Explain and it to the family of Eric Garner. Exactly. All of the above. So it's so it's so narrowly tailored, Brian, which I want to applaud you on, because I do think a lot of time well-meaning legislators uh, get get in, in their own way by uh, creating bills that are just broad and all over the place and you're losing people. This shit Absolutely. is simple. It's straight to the point. It's narrowly tailored. It's limited in scope. Um, and we, we, we're going to support you in every way to get this thing passed because it just makes sense. Uh, I like the name, uh, Wandering Officers Bill. Now, you know, if it was up to Dustin and I, we probably would have gone with something like, oh, I don't know. Um, stop the bullshit. Uh, <laughs> jurisdiction you hopping, y'all punk ass motherfuckers. Y'all know what time right. it is. Stop playing with us. But that, that maybe doesn't have yeah. the best yeah. ring to it. So Yeah, it makes it hard to have it on the floor of the of the New York State Senate and the Assembly. But <laughs> I but 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 I, I appreciate the sentiment that you're raising, that's for sure. Right. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh Senator Brian Benjamin, brother, we appreciate you here holding court everything that you do for the culture and for our people. And uh look forward to uh putting all of that, the governor's uh phone number, uh all these people's information is gonna be in our episode notes so we Perfect. can light their asses up. Excellent. Absolutely. And people need to know we're serious, we're not playing. Police accountability. By the way, this is not just for us. This is for our children and our children's children, right? I have a young daughter. You know, hopefully, you know, we'll, I'll have more children. We're, you know, our young black men and black women cannot live under the same mess that we've lived under. And sure. by the way, one quick point, because mm-hmm. I, I'm hearing from people who are saying, "Wait a second, Brian, why, why are you going so hard at the police? Do you have, you know, do you?" Are you okay with crime in the streets? And I'm like, wait a second. Why are we confusing the two topics? Why sure. can't I be safe from the police and safe generally at the same time? Why is why does it have to be seen as some either or? Uh, and you it's know, a we're convenient. Just- it's a convenient case of what aboutism. Brian. Right. And, um, you know, I'm going to actually address this uh, at some point throughout my season of Real Housewives of New York City, honey, mm-hmm. because I, I really hate when people play because it's, it's really them playing dumb. Let's be right. honest. Uh, you're trying to conflate uh, two issues that are unrelated. One has to do with the totality of safety in our communities, which is inclusive of us being accountable to each other as people of color. Of course, Correct. we want that. Of course, we want that. Absolutely. And we and want accountability around law enforcement, time. of course, which should be under even higher scrutiny because exactly. of the task they are charged with. Come on now. They should be held to a higher standard, period, point blank. You can do both. You can keep me safe from outside uh, uh, issues and from yourself at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Listen, we appreciate you, brother. We truly do. Thank you so much. All right, y'all, Juris, listen, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Please, please, please read the episode notes, especially this episode. We put some real uh, actionable items. Uh, call Cuomo's ass. Uh, call everybody that needs to be called out so we can get this. Yeah, this wandering officer's bill passed, y'all. It's important. Also, rate us. Dustin and I, we read your reviews. We take uh, guidance from the things y'all want to hear about and talk about on Holding Court. So do that. Get the word out. Tell your mama. Tell your friends. 
Y'all Holding Court comes to you from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media and presented by the Black Effect Network from iHeartRadio. Audio service is always provided wonderfully by One of One Productions. We love them. Y'all check out Fela and Co. One of One Productions. Join us next week. Of course, court will be back in session. And in the meantime, uh, stay safe. Keep the faith. Uh, Vaccine, uh, vaccination, uh, get waxed and vaxxed and all the things the kids are saying. (laughs) And Dustin, what do you want people to do? Please, I implore you to read your terms and conditions. Uh, He implored y'all, so please do it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 